Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, yes, it is. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline, and we have excellent guests today. Lots of football coming up. Bills legend Jim Kelly live in about 15 or 20 minutes. Packers legend Donald Driver. Great basketball last night. The Nets win a thriller. The Warriors win a thriller. We'll get through all of that. The green list today is on Deshaun Watson. But there is only one place to begin, and it is in a very disturbing place, unfortunately. And you may have just heard Christine Lisi touching on it briefly in SportsCenter, and that is that the New York Mets have fired their general manager, Jared Porter. The reasons for that are... um, extraordinary in the absolute worst sense of that word. And for the details, let me bring in our Jeff Passan, our baseball insider, who, along with Mina Kimes, has an unbelievable story with extraordinary detail, much of it somewhat disturbing and graphic, on ESPN.com about the reasons why the New York Mets had no choice but to make this decision with their now former general manager today. So I appreciate, Jeff, you jumping in here for a moment. And and for those who've not seen the story and are hearing this for the first time, give us, if you can, somewhat concisely exactly what it is you are reporting. Uh, Greeny, I'm just going to read you the lead here of the story because uh, we we spent quite a bit of time trying to boil this down to its essence. Uh, New York Mets general manager Jared Porter sent explicit unsolicited texts and images to a female reporter in 2016, culminating with a picture of an erect naked penis. The woman, a foreign correspondent who had moved to the United States to cover Major League Baseball, said at one point she ignored more than 60 messages from Porter before he sent the final lewd photo. And, you know, you hear those two sentences, Greeny, and it sounds bad. Um, But I think when this story hit last night, the Mets were taken aback by uh, just how bad the details are. And and the fact that over a three-week period, uh, when the woman wasn't responding to these texts from him, when he was sending pictures of himself, when he was sending invitations uh, for her to come and meet him at different places in the country, different hotels... Uh, There were all of these things that were going on and, uh, you know, it it just ended up culminating in an ugly situation where this woman had to leave journalism and go back to her home country and uh, is now working in finance. And and she, you know, she could have come forward back when this happened, but she wasn't ready. And, And I think that's a big element to this. People people say Oh, it was four and a half years ago. Why is this a story now? This is always a story, Greeny. There is no statute of limitations on harassment and on sending naked pictures to people when they do not want them. And it took a long time for her to come to the place where she was ready to talk about it. But I think the fact that she did talk about it and the fact that we're talking about it now and the fact that Major League Baseball has a reckoning with its treatment of women. Something that Jess Mendoza, I think, speaks very eloquently about and is very passionate about. Uh, the, the, the lack of representation in baseball and in the general treatment of women is horrendous. And if baseball becomes a better place because she spoke, she will have done a great service to the sport at, at great personal cost to her potentially uh, because in her home country, uh, as she said, when you are wrapped up in a sexual scandal, the victim quite often is the one who gets blamed. 
uh, that, that, that and many other things are in the story. And again, as I said on television today, you really have to read it in its entirety to get the full understanding of the enormity of the circumstances. And I think what there are so many different pieces of this that are important, Jeff, but one of the things that we yeah. say is this happened in 2016. At that time, Jared Porter was working for the Chicago Cubs. He left there to go work for the Arizona Diamondbacks and then got the general manager's job with the Mets here and has been quite active in, in so doing. Not that that's the important part of the story. The, the question is, how does something like this happen? Is, is there any reason to believe that someone should have known of this or that that someone should have um, been aware of this at the different stops that he has made since. Greeny, from our reporting, uh, there was one person who was from the home country of the woman, uh, and uh, her employer connected the woman uh, and this person. And uh, that's the only other Cubs employee who we know knew definitively about this. I spoke with this person yesterday and he said he did not tell anyone else in the organization and he did not believe that anyone else in the Cubs organization knew. Uh, The Cubs in a statement said uh, that nobody at the time knew about it, uh, but that they're going to investigate. Uh, and, And accordingly, you know, secrets like this screening, they, they, they can stay buried. They can stay buried for a long time. Oh, I was I was talking with a high-ranking executive last night, and and there's you know there's a lot of what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of rationalizing. There's a lot of of trying to to understand when uh, you're friends with someone and he does something that's just unspeakable or. or uncharacteristic. And uh, as I was talking with this person, he's like, you know, you're writing this story, but you know, there are dozens of others who are doing this too. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's, that's the point. That's why we write this story. So hopefully others who are doing this do get exposed and others who have made these choices to victimize women in a sport where it is allowed. You know, I hate to use that word, Greeny, but what is what is Major League Baseball or what is, what is the baseball community doing to actively protect women from predators and perpetrators? I'd like to ask that question to Rob Manfred. I'm curious what he'd say about that because – uh, baseball has been a sport that for a really long time, uh, not just baseball, Greeny, the, the entire sports world has been a place that has been inhospitable to women. And, and while we've made progress, uh, progress isn't enough. Like the, there need to be moonshots. There need to be leaps. There, there need to be changes in the sports culture that allow women to thrive like they deserve to. Jeff Passan, again, my overwhelming advice to anyone interested in the story is to read it in its entirety, which I did. Um, it was the first thing that I saw when I got up this morning. And again, subsequently, the general manager of the now former general manager of the Mets, Jared Porter, has been fired. Uh, Jeff and Mina Kimes with the reporting. It's exceptional work. Jeff, thank you very much for this. And if there are any further developments, give me a call. I appreciate it.
Pleasure is always mine, Granny. Take care, pal. That's Jeff Passon with the very latest. I, I'm going to pause on that thought, um, and I'll come back and I will talk some more about this because I think there are some really important things that need to be said. Jeff touched on them. I will share my feelings on the subject. Um, and then we will turn our attention to other things today as well. Jim Kelly is going to join me. The Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship game for the first time since he was their quarterback. So he will be live as we continue today and a whole lot more. So I'm glad that you are here. My name is Greeny and this is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we roll along. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Jim Kelly, the Hall of Famer, the Buffalo Bills legend, will join me on the Goodyear Hotline coming up in just a few minutes. I want to mention that uh, this is a huge week for UFC. We actually have a fight tomorrow or a card tomorrow on ESPN. And then it all leads up to Saturday night. Conor McGregor back in the octagon in a rematch against Dustin Poirier. UFC 257 is only on ESPN+. Plus. UFC 257 exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. You can visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. You can find my show there every single day as well. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive, uh, who save with Progressive, save over seven hundred and fifty dollars on average. Uh, again, Jim Kelly will join me momentarily. But if you are just jumping into the conversation here, I would like to share just quickly some thoughts on what Jeff Passan just reported. And again, in the car this morning on my way into work, I read in its entirety the astonishing report from Jeff Passan and Mina Kimes about the now former Mets general manager, Jared Porter, who, when he was working for the Cubs five years ago, sent a seemingly never-ending series of texts to a woman covering the team, which included provocative photos of himself and one that took it all of the way, which, if you read the story, you will find out, he subsequently claims was not actually a photo of him, but instead, quote, a kind of like joke stock image, end quote. Of course, because nothing in the world is funnier than a man in a position of comparative authority sending a woman a picture of a penis and thinking that her response is going to be, oh, yes, finally my dreams have come true. This is something that people like me need to talk about. This is a tragic story on every front. The woman started to hide from him while she was at the ballpark doing her job. She suffered from anxiety and ultimately she left the business. She now works in finance and says she came to the conclusion, why do I have to put myself through these situations just to earn a living? It's a reasonable question, and it is one that obviously no one 
should ever have to ask under circumstances like these. Now, I'm not exactly sure what I can say that will illuminate the situation. Not sure there's any new ground that I can cover here. But I will say this. I recall during the time of the height of the Me Too period, when all of these stunning stories were coming out and coming to light seemingly on a daily basis, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The most illuminating part for me, and I would assume most men had the same reaction, was that in conversations about it with friends, dinner, wherever it is you might have been, and talking about it, without exception, every man I know was horrified and stunned And not one woman I know was even remotely surprised. And it was then that I realized just how different the workplace is for people based upon gender. And it made me feel terrible. And what is unquestionable to me is that as we have learned time and again with circumstances such as these, and I use that broadly, If things are going to get better, it starts with the people in power paying attention and giving a damn. Now, you may have just heard Jeff Passan as he was running through the details of this story saying, you know, Jess Mendoza speaks very eloquently on the issues that we have in baseball in particular today. And of course she does. And I love Jess Mendoza. But it shouldn't be on her to talk about it. Because it's one thing for Jessica Mendoza to be in a position to talk about it. But what really needs to happen is people like me need to talk about it. And so I promised myself during that time that when I had the opportunity to, I was not going to sit this one out. I'm a person with a pretty big platform. I'm a person with a fair amount of power. So we will cover this. And if there's any new information that comes to light, you will hear it here. And let me make one thing 1,000% clear. The tragedy in this situation is not, as I have seen in some places, that the New York Mets finally looked like they were heading in the right direction and boom, now this. The tragedy in this is not the impact on the Mets or their fans. The Mets will be fine. If you are a fan of theirs, you will be fine too. No one should have to explain that that isn't the story today. But in so many places, it seems to be. And so I think we have identified one part of the problem. And so my closing thought on this, and again, if there is any further information that comes to light, I had prepared all of these things to talk about, and that was before we knew that the Mets had actually made the decision, the only decision they could, to fire Jared Porter today. But the only thing I can think of to say is, the most important thing to think of to say is, that we who are in the positions of power and authority in this country, have to remember that it is on us to change this stuff. Like, this stuff doesn't change because, I guess on some level it changes because this woman finally did come forward, but only because then Steve Cohn has to do something. And then only because the other people in the positions of power and authority have to do something. We need to talk about this stuff and do this stuff when we don't have to. So it's my promise to you, regardless of your gender or anything else, that on this show we will talk about this stuff when the the occasions arise. 
Again, I came back to the radio and I told you that the primary reason I wanted to do it is because I'm underlining the word joy. Sports brings me and my life a lot of joy, and I know it brings you and your life a lot of joy, and we will lead with that nine out of ten times. But sometimes something really important must be said, and someone like me needs to say it because everyone expects Jessica Mendoza to say it. The easy thing to do today, someone call Mina Kimes. Someone call Jessica Mendoza. Someone call the women who work at ESPN and have them talk about this. And of course they should. Of course they should. This is very personal for them in entirely different ways. And in some ways that I, of course, will never fully understand. But I'm sitting here to tell you today it's important to me, too. And until it is important to people like me, then nothing will ever be done about it. So if there are people whose feet need to be held to the fire, we will do that here on this show. And again, if there's any further information that comes of this today, then you will definitely hear it here. With that thought in mind, let me get to some of the other things going on in the world of sports. Um, and if you have thoughts you'd like to share, you can always tweet at me. Use the hashtag Greeny, Greeny with a Y. I'm always interested in hearing your thoughts on this. We'll try to get phone calls in a little bit later today. But we will turn our attention to some football here. Again, the Buffalo Bills are in the, uh, the AFC Championship game for the first time in a quarter century. Last time they were there, the legendary Jim Kelly was their quarterback. And Jim will join me live in exactly 30 seconds. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field for the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. We are five days away from the NFL's version of the Final Four. It will be the two legendary quarterbacks on one side, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and on the other. The two young superstars, at least we hope that we will see Patrick Mahomes. We know that we will see Josh Allen. And again, for the first time in a quarter century, it is the Bills on this stage. The last time they were, this man was their starting quarterback. The great Jim Kelly is with me on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Jim Kelly. Good morning, Green. How are you doing, bud? Well, I'm great, and it is a pleasure, as always, to talk to you. And I just got to hear it, first and foremost, because I know that you still you, you still bleed with this organization. Tell me what Saturday night was like watching this game for you. That was awesome. I think more than anything, uh, just, you know, cheering them on and, you know, being pumped up and having everybody around me, of course, not a lot of people, but uh, just seeing what they did and, and having a great game. I didn't think it was going to be this close. I knew it was going to be close, but uh, just exciting to know they're going to the championship game. The only thing bad, Greeny, is these uh, fans have waited 25 years, and they waited to be able to go to a home playoff game. And unfortunately, as everybody knows, with the pandemic, every stadium is held to only so many people. So that's the only thing that's very sad for these fans because they are wackadoodles, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, the, the fan base and the team. And you know something, Jim? I've been fascinated. Last week I had Bruce Smith on, and I had Thurman Thomas on. And what I was struck by was how close to it all they remain and how close to each other all of you remain. And I don't know that that is true of every team and every franchise in the National Football League. What is it about this team, this organization, and your group that has made it stay so close all these years? Number one, there's no possible way there's anybody as close as our former team. Uh, Number two is, yeah, we continue to stay very close. We're on a group text. And to be honest with you, Greeny, I don't. I, I just sit back and listen. I, I watch what they text. I laugh. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, really, you said that? But the thing is, we, Bruce Thurman, um, Andre, 
Daryl, uh, Cornelius Bennett, uh, Will Wolford, Chris Moore, Steve Taster. We're on a group text that we've been on probably, I don't know how many, many years. And to be honest with you, I think one of the main reasons is when we were going to those Super Bowls, we had everybody against us. And I think you remember those days when, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was saying after we lost the second, oh, okay, Buffalo Bills again. Then we lost the third one. We pulled closer together by losing than we probably would have done by winning. Mm. And even though I would love to have found out how close we would have been if we would have won a couple of those, but the thing is, ever since that, that time period, we have stayed close, whether it was my golf tournament, Bruce's golf tournament, going on vacation with the wives in Napa Valley. Um, there's so many things that we have done together and we continue to do together. That's probably why, if I had to say one thing, it would be by not winning those Super Bowls, it pulled us even closer together because we knew if we were going to compete and we were going to be able to get back, we were going to have to stay close. It, it, it's been touching to listen to it, honestly, from all of you guys. Greeny and the great Jim Kelly on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Well, Jim, the one thing they've been trying to do in Buffalo for two generations worth of football now is find the next Jim Kelly. And and while there will never be another Jim Kelly, now they have themselves a superstar. What are you seeing as you watch Josh Allen play? Excitement. Um, the the kid just brings um, brings everybody out. As far as I'm, I'm not just talking about the fans, but the, his teammates. The first time I I met him, the first practice I watched it was right after I got out of the hospital, um, like two weeks after, and. Um, wasn't feeling that good, but I knew there was a nice day out. They were having practice over at the stadium. I said, I'm going to go over and check it out. You know, thank God I'm still employed by the Buffalo Bills, and thank Kim and Terry Pagula for that. But I went over there, and just watching him from day one, my first day one, you know, he would throw past the receiver, whether it was a good one or bad one. Automatically, when they were coming back to huddle, he would meet them about the line of scrimmage and talk to them all the way back to the other huddle. He did that so many times that day. So I saw from day one his leadership that he had. The communication, I think, is so important for quarterbacks and receivers. He had all of that. And then, of course, talking to him after practice, uh, how humble he was and how he kept calling me Mr. Kelly. I go, yo, I'm not that old. <laughs> and, I go, and, I, and after I went home, I thought, he called me Mr. Kelly. And I thought about it, I go, wow, I'm the same age as his dad. <laughs> so it's, it's like, you know what? And then the excitement that he brings, not only with getting better year in the year out, he's in his third year. He is just lighting it up. And I love it. I mean, people go, are you mad that he's breaking your records? I said, mad. Heck no, if he breaks my records, that means he is winning football games. And that's what this city needs. That's what this city wants. And that's what this quarterback wants. Absolutely. And I'd love you to explain from a quarterback's perspective, the impact you have seen Stefan Diggs make. I've made the point that every team in the NFL is looking at that and saying, we got to go get the receiver who is going to transform our quarterback. How much of an impact and in what ways do you think the acquisition of Stefan Diggs over the offseason has contributed to what we're seeing in the quarterback now? Huge. Um, I remember back when we got James Lofton, we needed that one receiver to to help that K-Gun offense we had back in 1988. And as soon as we got James Lofton, our team changed, our offensive changed. When it got Diggs, Dad, Beasley, and Brown, 
Um, that's what quarterbacks need. They need not just one receiver. They need a couple people. And you know what? The offensive line, to be honest with you, even though Stephon Diggs is an MVP-type receiver and probably one of the best in the National Football League without a doubt, offensive line for the Bills, I don't think they get enough credit. They, I mean, Josh deserves all the credit he gets, but that O-line is giving him the time that he needs to be able to go to Stephon Diggs, like to be able to hit Beasley on it, you know, the passing route going across the middle. And those things you need to have, and that O-line is lighting it up. And I love watching because even though Josh can run the football, he's very athletic, that O-line's allowing him to go to a second and third receiver. And, uh, um, and of course, when you have a receiver like Diggs that can get open all the time and some of the catches that those receivers make, um, they're some of the best in the league, there's no doubt. Greeny and Jim Kelly, we invite you to check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision, an original series now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. All right, so we all hope, I have to believe even you hope, as much as you want the Bills to win, that Patrick Mahomes is able to play this weekend. You want to play and beat a team at their best, and obviously he's such a sensational player. So give me the keys to this game for the Bills. As, as you get set to watch this, what are the most important things the Bills will need to do to win Sunday in Kansas City and make it back to the Super Bowl? Don't allow Mahomes uh, to be in that pocket uh, and be able to pick them apart. Um, they need to do that. And, of course, uh, if they do that, that that's a big plus. And, and to throw this out to Greeny, I, I hope Mahomes plays because I want to see him on the field. I coached him in a Pro Bowl two years ago. Mm. And what a class act, what a what a um, athlete that guy is. He's just such a good kid and love seeing it. But, of course, I'm a Buffalo Bill. But without a doubt, I think they got to continue to give Josh Allen that time to throw in the pocket, get that running game going, use that running game a little bit more. I don't think they realize how good Singletary is. And I think if they mix it up a little more last week, was a lot of throwing the ball. I don't want to see them have to throw, you know, have um, uh, you know, our quarterback be able to, Josh Allen be able to get out there and have to throw the ball 40, 50 times. I hope they get that running game going, mix it up a little bit more than they have. But I think getting a lot of pressure on Mahomes is going to be one of the keys. They didn't even try to run it, right? I mean, the first quarter, they didn't have a, literally a single rushing play. And I, I think it was like three in the entire first half. And they, they made them, or they went to a very one dimensional attack. And again, they certainly didn't light it up def- offensively against a very good defense that night. While I have you, Jim, l- let me ask you about the other game because you've got the legends. Right? I mean, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, and here we have Aaron Rodgers in what will most likely be an MVP season, and we have Tom Brady at the unimaginable age of 43 still playing Ouch. at the level that he is. What do you think of those two, and what do you think of this game? Oh, my. We have two of the greatest to ever play on, on the NFC side. you got two of the youngest in the league right now. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know what? I – I, I, that game, even though I'm a Buffalo Bill and I'm, I think I'm going to the game in Kansas City, I can't wait to watch that game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good friends with Tom Brady, and uh, we text back and forth all the time, and he's one of my biggest supporters of my son's foundation. He gives me jerseys and football, game shoes, game footballs, and he takes good care of me. I love Tom to death. I don't know. I don't care who wins it. I just want to see a battle because it is going to be a battle. And put it like this, Greeny. I've seen enough of Tom Brady when he played with the New England Patriots. (laughs) And he dominated the Buffalo Bills. I know it's a different era now. I know Josh has gotten to where we need him to be. But I still, 
don't know if I'd want to face Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, but uh, you know what? It is what it is. I don't care. As long as the Buffalo Bills are in it, that's all that matters to me. And you don't get an easy draw no matter what happens. If you make it there, you're either getting Rodgers or Brady, so this, you're yep. picking your poison one way or the other. Hey, one more thing while I have you. I thought of this while you were talking about Josh Allen, and I'd never asked you this before. But you've got Josh Allen, and he's been unbelievable, and he beats Lamar Jackson the other night, who has been sensational, has been a league MVP. And here comes Baker Mayfield, who was the first pick in the draft that same year, and he's you know playing great now for the Cleveland Browns. And you have these three guys from this draft class. And, and you know that made me think of you and Marino and Elway. And, of course, there were six of you in that first-round class that year, the legendary 83. And I just wonder, how competitive were you with those guys when you were playing? Like, I know you and Marino are incredibly close now. But, like, how closely did you pay attention to what they were doing while you were playing? And how competitive was that group, that 83 quarterback draft class, with each other while you were all playing? Big-time competitive. I mean, even though back in the day you would say, oh, we're playing against your defense, I don't worry about Dan. And, oh, John, you know, he has to do his own thing. Uh, No. I watched, when I was on the sideline, I'd watch Marino because I faced him two times, maybe three times a year because they were in the AFC East. And uh, uh, just, you know, Dan and I were competitors from day one when when I finally got to the NFL from USFL. And I knew I was going to have to face one of the greatest that ever played the game because his first couple of years in the league, he lit it up. And I knew that it was going to be a battle. If you live in Buffalo, you know the number one team, the number one rivalry here is the Miami Dolphins. And it all started, even though back in the day, but more importantly, it started when it was Shula against Marv Levy, me against Marino. We've always been competitors. And as you said, Greeny, we're best of friends. We talk all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, two years in a row, I have swept the Buffalo Bills, have swept the <laughs> Dolphins. That means I've received a lot of tasty stone crabs from number 13. <laughs> and that's two years in a row. And hopefully if we split, if they win one and we win one, nobody owes anything. You have to sweep. And we've swept the Dolphins the last two years. So thanks to the Buffalo Bills, they gave me a lot of tasty stone crabs each and every year. Uh, I love it. You're the best. Jim, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for everybody in Buffalo and everything else. Enjoy the game this weekend. It's a pleasure to catch up. We'll talk again soon. Be well. I appreciate it, Green. Take care. God bless, buddy. All right, you too. That's the great Jim Kelly with me here on, on ESPN Radio. And again, if you miss anything on this show ever, anytime, we're here for two hours talking sports every single day. The show is a podcast. Each hour becomes its own podcast. Hashtag Greeny is the name. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. Coming up next, the most, no, the Patrick Mahomes situation reminded me of maybe the best story anyone ever told on Mike and Mike in all our years together. And you are going to hear it Next, back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, and our program is brought to you in part by Dell New Year New Budgets. Dell Technologies Advisors give you a real-time tailored advice. Plus, right now, get big savings on select business computers with Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. All right, really busy this morning. Uh, Donald Driver is on the way. The most important thing I saw on social media ever is coming. But right now, it's time for some straight talk. And here's the deal. Andy Reid was talking yesterday about Patrick Mahomes suffering this concussion. We believe it was a concussion. Either way, he is in the concussion protocol. And it is completely uncertain as to whether he's going to be able to play this weekend or not. But what is certain is that Andy doesn't get to make that decision. The way the thing works now, you go through the protocols, he either passes and he plays, he fails and he doesn't. It's that simple. It's taken out of the coach's hands exactly as it should be. The NFL has evolved by leaps and bounds in this area. And that is the point of this story. And we'll make it Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. September of 2010, the great Bill Curry, who was a regular guest of ours on Mike and Mike, came on. We were talking about concussions. I don't recall exactly what the context of the discussion was. But he told a story of when he was playing for the Green Bay Packers. And he was the center, the offensive lineman, the center for Vince Lombardi's Packers. And he suffered a concussion in a preseason, preseason game. This, in Bill Curry's telling, was how Vince Lombardi handled it. We went to a team buffet where Vince Lombardi asked me if I knew who I was, and I said no. He asked me if I knew uh, where I was, and I responded that I did not. And then he asked me if I knew who won the game, and I said, yes, we won the game, and that pleased him very much. I have shadowy memories of that. Uh, Went through Sunday with headaches, reported for practice on Monday morning, and for the only time in my career I was told by the head coach, you go get your pads on. Nobody else except you and Ray Nitschke are going to do that. So Nitschke and I uh, did as instructed. We're taken to the practice field by an assistant coach, and then we were told to warm up, do some stretching, and then go full-speed Oklahoma drill, which is one-on-one smashing. Ray Nitschke was well-known to have the toughest forearm in the league. And um, so after an indeterminate number of times that we smashed one another, uh, we were taken back up to the um, locker room. And uh, my headache increased, but uh, eventually went away. And the next day, the final cut was made. And it dawned on me finally that I had uh, received my physical, not from an EEG machine or uh, flashlights in the eyes from an MD, but rather from the forearm of Ray Nitschke. And I suppose I passed the test. Had I died in that spot, I guess I would not have made the team. That's the way the NFL operated in those days, and I don't think our situation was unique. So that was Bill Curry, and that is just an unbelievable story. And for those who may not know who Ray Nitschke was, at a time in the 60s when football didn't look anything like it looks now, there was a lot less finesse and a lot more physicality. Ray Nitschke was one of the biggest, baddest, meanest, toughest, roughest linebackers that ever lived. Legendary linebacker on those Lombardi Packers. 
played at the same time as Dick Butkus and played the same way. So that was how they handled concussions back then, Bill Curry said. I had a concussion, put me out on the field, let Ray Nitschke hit me in the head as hard as he can with his forearm a bunch of times, and so long as I survive that, I'm good enough to play. So I think that when you look at it, for all the times you hear people say, and even I sometimes say this, that I, I miss the way football used to be. I, I miss, I'm not old enough to have watched it in the 60s, but I remember it starting somewhere in the mid-70s, and there was still a lot of that in it. The reality is this is better. In fact, it's the only option. What they're doing now to protect not just quarterbacks, but everybody. What they're doing right now to protect players as best they can from concussions and all the rest of that. It's, it, it's the right thing to do. It's the only thing to do. Because it's just amazing to me how that story sounds now. Like in those days, that's just what you did. And I don't think they kept it a secret. Like I don't think that was something that Lombardi did that he didn't want anyone to know about. That was just how you handled stuff then. Imagine how that sounds now. Or imagine if you tried to do that now. So things have changed. And while I know there are those who would argue they've changed for the worst a little, and I would agree with that, they have changed for the better in far more and significant ways. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Really busy we are here today. I mean, so many things have changed. So much. And it, is, it has been my philosophy in life as my life has gone on and the world changes. And as you get older, that is more jarring. It's more noticeable. I guess it just stands to reason. You know, we're all getting older at exactly the same rate at exactly the same time. Some of us have just been at it longer than others. And you have two options, I figure. You either sit and yell and scream about how you think things used to be better, or you evolve. You move with the time. Like time is like a train. It doesn't, it's not going to stop. So you can sort of, you can stand in front of it and try and stop it. But you know what it's going to do. It's going to run you over. It's going to leave you there. And it's not going to worry for one second about what happened to you. Or you can jump on and you can ride the train wherever it goes. That's life. That's the way the world is going. So things are much better now is the long uh, or short version of what I was just trying to say. And as far as Patrick Mahomes is concerned, Andy was basically saying in the old days he would have gone back in that game. That's why he popped up when as soon as he obviously knew where he was and ran to the locker room and all that because he's trying to show everybody I feel good. I feel good good enough to go back in the game. And in the old days, he would have gone back in the game. But we're much better off that he can't go back in that game. And while we all hope against hope he can play this coming weekend, I certainly hope as a football fan that he does. If he can't, it is for the better, for him in the long run. All right, up next, the most important thing I saw on social media maybe ever. That's next. Coming up today on Barton Hahn, the Mets fire their new GM amid a scandal. And why didn't Giannis guard KD or Harden last night? That's today on Barton Hahn, starting at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 